0: Hey guys, welcome to um, the Monaco Nail Academy Salon Success Podcast. I'm Penny and I am the founder of Monaco Nail Academy. And today I am joined by Janelle hi. and Mariah,
1: hi,
0: um, who are both awesome nail techs in their own right, as well as grads of um, Monaco Nail Academy and educators slash mentors with us as well. So between us, we have quite a bit of varied but good um, experience in the industry and what we want to talk to you about this afternoon or the topic that we thought we'd chat about um, this afternoon is how not to grow your salon. Um, so what what does that mean? What do we mean that we don't want to grow a salon? Isn't that why we became nail techs? Um. I mean, the thing is, um, and if you hear us filing and opening drawers and things, that's because If you're watching our Facebook Live, we are currently um, doing Mariah's Nails. Janelle and I are having a a play doing Mariah's Nails while we chat to you. If you are listening to this in an audio-only version, um, then there will be, you'll find pictures of this on our Facebook page, Monaco Nail Academy. But that's what the background noise is if you hear us filing and moving drawers and bits and pieces like that.
1: It's creative things
0: happening. Creative (laughs) things happening. So if at any point, if you are watching the Facebook Live and you can't hear us or there are any issues, please just let us know in the comments below. I'd love to see you just say a quick hi so that we know that you're watching. um, And we'll get stuck in to chatting about today's topic while Janelle and I do some abstract nail art on Mariah. So why would we not... Grow a salon. Basically, this is where I'm coming from, and this is why I wanted to talk about this uh, particular topic tonight. Um, when I first started, like as a nail tech, when I first became a nail tech, I very much knew that the reason I wanted to be- become a nail tech was one thing, um, which we'll talk about shortly, and then in discovering that thing. Sorry, just passing some wipes to Janelle. Um, so I, I knew the reason I became a nail tech. And then the more that I was a nail tech, the more I got caught up um, in different things and, in, in in trying to compete kind of just with myself, but trying to be bigger and better. And all of these things that I thought would make me successful. And I really actually like, that's probably the one thing that I, Not regret, I don't really believe so much in regrets, but that's definitely a thing that I disagree on vehemently now. So basically, what we're going to do is chat to you guys about why we became nail techs to start with. And I would love you, if you're watching right now, to pop into the comments and tell me why, on the day you enrolled, if you're a nail tech or a student, on the day you enrolled, why did you become a nail tech? Um, Mariah, do you want to start off and tell us your story?
1: Yeah, I think I've probably got the shortest story, but we'll find out. (laughs) Um, For me it was very much a hobby. I wanted to learn how to do something and do it well, um, but I didn't really have any intention beyond being able to do it for fun, have something that I enjoyed, and like in an ideal world had somebody else fund. (laughs) I wasn't necessarily trying to make money from it initially but I did want
0: somebody else to pay for my hobby (laughs) (laughs) were you a big nail person before you became a nail tech
1: no not really like I think I wanted to be but budget wise I was always way too conscious about what I deemed like necessity versus luxury and nails for me fell into the luxury
0: category so You were basically looking for a a way to express creativity, right? Yeah. So why nails of all the things that you could do?
1: Well, then I guess that's where I would be more of a nail person than perhaps, I don't know, like makeup artistry or hair artist or something like that. Um, I think it really started when one of my little sisters was getting into it and I bought her uh, like some nail art brushes for a birthday present and thought actually I do this on occasion with like basically freehand regular nail polish hideous brushes, <laughs> hideous product there's got to be a better way and then that's kind of where I started I stuck at that for a little while and then I wanted it to last longer so I transitioned to gel polish and then I wanted to learn why things were going wrong um, so you're doing gel polish before you trained yep Yeah. Yep. Yep. don't recommend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but then, you know, obviously things went wrong because I didn't know what I was doing and the very first day at Monaco I Solved a good chunk of those problems and was hooked and wanted to keep learning more
0: And everyone enroll in day yeah. one and be like sleep <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, But yeah, that was it for me and I was so cautious actually when I first started that I Very much didn't want it to become a career because I I didn't have hobbies and I wanted to keep nails as my hobby <laughs>
0: How do you feel about that now?
1: (laughs) Now I like the idea of work being a hobby.
0: (laughs) So Janelle, Mm -hmm. why did you become a nail tech? So I first started, well I enrolled
2: after I had had a really bad period mentally and I was just like I was really just searching for something i could be passionate about but could also make a career out of do you mean like
0: a black dog kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah.
2: totally bitten by the black dog constantly chased by it and i sought out i sought out after nails because of my depression and i was kind of like this would really really help with try to get through that period and then i started doing like i started getting them done myself and yep. i was kind of like this, this would be really nice to do on other people. So fun to do. Yeah, and because I was always arty, I'd just left an art um, degree. And so, yeah, it was kind of just like maybe I could enjoy this but also make money from it. And it wasn't like I need um, both.
0: Janelle's looking for polish yeah, at the sorry. same time. <laughs> what do I you mean? need? <laughs> uh, I want cafe latte. Oh, it'll be down here. I'll find it in Utah this
2: okay. So, I, yeah, I was constantly looking for something to do because I wanted to make money from it, but I also wanted to be happy and enjoy what I was doing.
0: Okay. So, again, sort of a creative outlet thing, right? Yeah. Like, kind yeah. of similar to Mariah, but more. But I knew that I wanted to make
2: a career out of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Less. Yeah. So, Mariah was the hobby girl. You yeah. were a career girl. Yeah. And I did not give a flying fudge about creativity. I fun. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But which is interesting though, because I think I have just as much of a creative background as the other two girls here. Um, but it just wasn't I didn't see nails as a creative thing. So to put that into perspective, I trained eleven years ago. I graduated eleven years ago in two days. Um so I trained a very long time ago. Whereas these girls trained two and four years ago, um, so there was no nail art when I trained. That wasn't really, that wasn't a thing or a primary focus. Nail art wasn't wasn't it wasn't asked for. It was all French all the time, and I was considered edgy because I would convince my clients to get um, light blue French tips instead of white French tips. So for me, I became a nail tech because I really wanted to get ahead in life I wanted to be able to save more than I was currently able to save I had been a little bit silly and got a personal loan uh when I was like 19 or something and it was now two years later and I was like oh that was dumb and I really wanted to get rid of it as quickly as possible so this was just an avenue it was recommended again by my little sister um as a way that I could make a little bit more money but do it from home on my own terms. I had a pretty good, decent full-time job, and I really didn't want a second job where I finished one and went to another. I, I thought I'd resent the, the second one. Yeah, who does that? Yeah, who does that? <laughs> Mariah does that. Um, So um, I, I didn't want a second proper job. I wanted something I could do myself yeah on the side so um so that's why i became a nail tech but although my reasoning when i went full time 4 years later was very different my reasoning much later was um, like i wanted freedom i genuinely thought that doing nails full time would be uh, i could i could bake and i was going to learn to sew and i was going <laughs> to read books and i was going to go have lunch with friends in their lunch hours from their real jobs, and and I really wanted freedom, and that's again, because all you're doing is painting nails, right? Pinnacle? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I was four years in, so I didn't I didn't have that distorted perspective. Although I know exactly what you're talking about, but um, I definitely knew what was in, involved. But I just also knew that I could make money off only a few clients. Like I didn't want to be rich. I wanted to be free for a while. Yeah. That's why I became a nail tech. Um. So, um. Cheyenne, who is one of our – she's also one of our educators, but she's um watching the live recording right now. Cheyenne said the reason she became a nail tech was so that she could work from home when one day she has a family and it's the only way that she can do art and actually looks good without doing stick men. Um, and um she's not so much a beauty person, which I'm the same. And, like, no. I know Janelle plays with her makeup a little bit, but you're not like – it's more like <laughs> looking at me like yeah, I, but think
2: I do. It's more
0: like for fun, right? Like, I'm the same. I think I would like makeup if mm. I did it as an afternoon activity. Yeah. Like, this seems mm. like a fun thing to play with this afternoon. Mm. And you're about the same, Mariah, right? Like, you're not a makeup person. Not really. Can yeah. I walk
2: around in full editorial? <laughs> Just for...
1: I could not yeah. do
2: that. My yeah. wedding day was – it was – I couldn't. I looked at myself and I thought, this isn't me. If I have
0: mascara on when I get to work at like 6am and and it's a client day where I don't get home till 9pm, like my eyes just kill me. I can't do it. To be honest, Um, that's like a good half an hour sleep in in the morning. It's not happening. (laughs) I just Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I mean, safe to say, although we can appreciate it, we're not like massive makeup people just like Cheyenne. But interestingly, though, um, I also thought that having a job like this would be better for when i had kids and now i don't even know that i necessarily want kids but at the time i <laughs> at the time i was definitely like oh i'll be able to work this around see
2: that's where i am now everything
0: yeah i mean i don't know i might i might not um so we all had a very specific idea of um why we wanted to become nail techs um i'm just hiding some stuff on screen um so yeah we all had specific ideas of why we wanted to become nail techs but what I'm interested in as well is how they differ and what I would um what I think for me at least is that I mean the original goal was just to make money and I mean so that's cool but I still don't own a house (laughs) but that's because I got invested in exactly what we're talking about now um which is, you know, growing. And although I don't regret where I am currently, it was definitely a bumpy journey to get here, where I definitely did. I betrayed myself and what I wanted for a little while. Um, What I think, like, so let's talk about how our ideas have changed. Mm -hmm. I definitely think for me, yes, I still want to make money, but I'm really, I spent a long time using all my profit to grow. And that much, I, I mean, I learned a lot from it, but I do kind of regret it because I, Imagine I not know what I could do with that properly. Well, <laughs> I just totally lost sight of why I was doing it, and I ended up miserable there in the middle. Like, um, Mariah, would you say? I mean, you're the one that's been doing nails the least amount of time out of the three of us. Still a few years, but like not as long. Would you say that your original goal has changed? Hmm. I
1: think it's, I'm more aware of what I can get out of it as a career. I think because I never really considered it from that perspective when I started. Now I'm like oh actually I could make some money from this. Actually I can have some freedom of schedule. Oh my gosh I can get out of the Auckland grind of traffic every day. Um, and those sorts of things have become more appealing but I don't think I even knew to look for them originally. I knew nothing about this yeah. industry. Well I enrolled thinking acrylics
0: ruined your nails
1: and we all know that's
0: not true (laughs) we know that now (laughs) um janelle how's how has your goal changed like has it changed at all well i think
2: at the end of the day i still want to make people happy and i still want to do their nails and i still view it as a creative outlet but my life has changed and Mm -hmm. that is the main factor in how things have changed for me like when i first started adam and i my, my partner husband husband, um we were only just dating and we were kind of figuring out the world on our own now we're married and we're doing things together so it's kind of like I do things with him in 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 my own journey so I'm I'm individual but I'm also as a partnership Mm. so trying to look towards our future with what I'm doing in mind is kind of all like where it's all circulating at the moment so instead of wanting to go out and make this massive thing of myself and be an amazing tech who is like doing celebrity clients and this and that i now want to just do it so i can revolve around my family later on like when we eventually have kids
0: do you think that when you first became a nail tech and like if you look at the difference between the goals you had and the goals you have now do you think your original goals were misguided or just naive i think they were naive because I came into it after, you know,
2: having this black dog thing and I was like, just really, in a way, optimistic because I was kind of like, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to have the best time. But in actual fact, the struggles of keeping a business going by yourself and, and with everything you you learn, it's kind of like there's so many overwhelming things that you don't realize. Yeah. And so I don't think it was misguided. I think I was, it was probably just naive.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think for me as well, like I just, so I'll tell you guys and feel free to jump. If you're watching live, jump in the comments or let us know your experience as well. Um, But basically for me, what happened is my first four years, I was pretty, pretty good. I became a nail tech to just do it from home as a hobby. And I did. And when I got a promotion at work, I dialed back on the nails, and I focused more on the promotion, and I was pretty good about that. When I went full-time, which was four years later, and I went full-time, not out of necessity, but I was doing it thinking, I'm going to do this while I look for a full-time job. I wasn't thinking this is a full career change. However, I did also know that I had no other way to pay my rent, so I was pretty focused on making it, it a success, but originally only to the point that... I needed it to be. Um, What happened, though, is, I mean, you get your first couple of clients and you think, great, I can pay this week's bills. But for me, immediately the thought is, okay, but what about next week? Like, what if next week is quiet? So when someone calls, I have to say yes, because what if they don't call next week? So I would say yes to everyone, and I think a lot of people – feel the same thing say, same way. I think a lot of people worry about that. I know from experience now that someone will call next week. Maybe not next week, but definitely someone will call. It's okay. You can say no to things. Um I still get caught up in that a little bit though, like stressing about that definitely. Um, Emma says Janelle, you are amazing.
2: <laughs> She's my client.
0: Um I bias. Her. Complete um, bias. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, I I started saying yes to everything, which that's fine. I just, I hadn't gone in intending to grow. And that is the one thing where I don't regret it, but I I want other people to stay in check a little bit more than I was able to keep myself in check. Or
1: even like an eyes wide open type. Yeah,
0: eyes wide open. Because basically what happened is I was fully booked within four months of going full time. And then I had staff. And although I loved the people that worked for me, I never, like, I always genuinely liked the people that worked for me. I also didn't, I didn't need staff. I was just overwhelmed Mm -hmm. when I first got them. I mean, now, yes. But when I first (laughs) got them, I was just overwhelmed. Do you think it
1: was that whole, like, don't say no thing as well? And if you
0: physically couldn't do it, you needed somebody else to do it? People were mad at me because I wasn't replying to emails. And people, I wasn't replying to emails because I was already doing clients at like 7 a.m. to keep everyone happy. And and so I was like, well, then I need someone else to reply to emails, where actually if I had just dialed back and done an hour less clients a day and said no to some people, I would have had enough time to do emails and I wouldn't have needed staff for another year or so. Um, there's that. Long story short, though, what happened is I ended up not only fully booked but fully booked with multiple salon staff and very long story, very short – a, a school and a wholesale like distributor and all these things happening at once. And I got to the point that I would resent clients walking in. So a client would walk in to get their nails and I would be thinking like, oh shit, like why are you here? Or if someone if someone cancelled last minute, I would feel good about that. I'd be like, yes. oh, thank God, because I've got so much to do. Um and that that's not a really particularly fun way to think about Your passion because it never stopped being my passion and actually what happened to make me realize was um i went to my friend katie's house and um we had a couple of wines and she's also a nail tech and so she has nail stuff at her house we had a couple of wines and i said i want to do nails and i did a full set with nightmare before christmas nail art i took all the time in the world um which, to be fair, when you take all the time in the world, it only ends up being not yeah. that long, much longer than when you feel like you're rushing. I um, but I took my own pace and fuck, I had fun. Yeah. Like, oh man, like that's actually the most fun I've had doing nails or had had doing nails in such a long time. And it made me realize, oh, I don't hate nails. I actually really love doing nails. I just hate the way I'm doing nails. And that for me was a massive wake-up call where I thought, oh, okay. I was totally wrong. I thought I was sick of nails, and so I was going to just focus on, like, the business. I love doing the business, so I'll focus on that. But actually, I really love it. And what I did, which was a very hard decision, was close our full-time salon, go from 300 clients a month to 15, take them home with me too. So I changed back to having a home salon from a commercial salon um, so that I could separate those two worlds and I kept my 15 favorite clients. And um, I hope they're watching just to hear you call them that. They know it. (laughs) And I mean, to be fair, the ones that I didn't keep weren't necessarily, when you go from 300 to 15, there are some goodies that you have to let go. Um, So for some of them, I chose them because they would let me do whatever I wanted on their nails you know it wasn't yeah. personal it was literally like i i'm doing this for passion now yeah um and that was honestly the best thing i could have done absolutely um so if you guys have stories as well tell us those um tell us those too tony has a story of um why she actually became a nail tech. So Tony says, I enrolled so that I had a hobby to do my nails and my friend's nails in my spare time. After I finished athletics, I needed something to fill in my gaps because I like to be doing something with my hands. Like you guys, I don't care about my makeup or anything else beauty related, but now I'm a full-time nail tech. So another another case of goals changing quite drastically, I think. Um, so Janelle... Tell us about your sort of wake-up moment. I know recently you've had a bit of, like, the same sort of revelation that I had where you've realized that you've gone down the wrong path slightly. What happened there?
2: So I I had just come back from my honeymoon. I was in Vancouver for two weeks. That wasn't long ago, eh? No, that was, like, August, October? No, it's October now. August, yeah. So I'd just come back from my honeymoon, and I realized the day of, like, coming back, I don't want to go to work tomorrow oh and that's the worst I don't want to get out of bed I just I didn't want to do it
0: and how far in were you like describe before you went on your honeymoon what was what had nail tech life become for you um
2: so I had my I had my own space behind a um, little cafe in New England and I'm just working there five days a week as many clients as I can fit in um, and I yeah was just doing that day in day out not really having any other hobbies or anything like that. that was just I would wake up, nails, got a bit. That was kind of my life.
0: And it's a super cute space. Like yeah, I remember yeah. you being so excited about putting it all together. Yeah, it
2: really was. And like I still think the space was amazing. I just think I totally got lost. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I'd been in there since January. And I was so looking forward to this honeymoon, but I couldn't enjoy it because I was constantly like, I'm gonna be coming back to this these this clients that are going to say oh you've been gone for two weeks my nails are this my nails are that and like i've had issues so fix them now and it's it's not just one client like it's all of your clients because yeah you're the only person in that salon and so i kind of knew that went on my honeymoon didn't really enjoy my honeymoon because in the back of my it's mind yeah in the back of my mind i had all of these things going this is all my responsibility i'm yep. the only one here um, and and I you had, care
1: for those people, so you don't yeah, want to be the one to let them yeah, down. Yeah, like
2: for me, I love my clients so much that I don't want them to feel like they've been ignored or this or that. And so, um, yeah, I you know was taking everything as, as best as I could. Um, but when went on this honeymoon, came back and realized I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And that's kind of a horrible feeling because then you've constantly got like all of these clients saying, do my nails I love you you're doing an amazing job but you feel like you're utter rubbish
0: yeah that's that's what was happening with me like I had all these people telling their friends that I was so hard to get in with and I was so good and blah 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 and yeah. I was like yeah but I just I, I felt like a fake yeah because I was like no but I'm not a good nail tech because I actually hate doing nails yeah but it, I mean we know now that's that wasn't true but that's definitely how I felt was like no I'm not I'm not what you think mm. I am but yeah, getting lost. I I just think so many people have done it, have have got yeah, lost. Because like, I
2: was just taking everything, like I was taking everything on because I didn't want to let anyone down. And I'd gone when I first went into my space, I was doing walk-ins and I was taking as many people as I could, and it was all just based on, you know, constantly thinking I've got rent to pay, I've got rent to pay, um, I've got to do as many clients as I can because I've got rent to pay. Um, But then at the end of the day, I was just so knackered, so miserable, not wanting to do anything. And, like, I don't want to do anything when I got home because I was so tired. Yep. Um, Been there. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, I couldn't enjoy my weekends off. I couldn't enjoy my time with my husband because I was constantly worried about the business. And it got to the point where I just was driving myself insane and not wanting to go to work. And, like, a client would message me. And, like, it happened very rarely. But if they did have a problem, I was just like, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, it, it gets exhausting. Like, yeah, if someone does have a break or whatever, you're like, I gave you everything I had already. Yeah, I've got nothing left to give you. And like, I mean, the clients that I have now, I've taken on a few more clients. I'm at the point where I don't, I don't turn people away. I wouldn't say my my bookings are full, but I'm very picky about what hours I do, and therefore I'm difficult to book with. Yeah. So um, now.
2: My I I say my books are full because that's all I can give. I'm up to the point where I can't give anymore. Yeah.
0: Whereas for me, it's just like say say one of my regulars because all of my regulars are booked in like every Tuesday at or every second Tuesday at five, every second Wednesday at six thirty. Like they all have regular spaces, but every now and then one needs to move, and so that's really like say once a fortnight I'll have one of those spaces where I can take mm. someone who's randomly randomly called, but. Yeah, like, I just, the same as you. There's just a limit to how much I can actually give. Yeah. And I definitely hit that limit. But the thing is, I wouldn't have hit that limit if I had focused on the goal. Like, the original goal. The original goal was freedom. Like, when I went full-time, at least. The original goal was a better work-life balance. And none of that happened because I got caught up in, like, saying yes to people. And... And other people being like, You're doing so well. When are you gonna hire staff? You're doing so well. Are you gonna go commercial? Yeah. You're doing so well. Like, when what are you next? gonna yeah, what next? And and um I started doing nails around the same time that um Leah Light started becoming like quite well known. And Leah and I had known each other from from kind of point A, but she's incredible at PR and stuff like that and had a totally different set of goals than I did. But my clients, because we were both on Facebook around the same time, um, my clients would be like, have you seen what Leah did? And I would start to panic that, like, I should worry about that. And it wasn't just with Leah, she's just a good example that, like, a lot of people listening will know. Um, But I felt that pressure of people being like, did you see what so-and-so did? Or have you seen that, I think it was Virgo offered, or might still offer, but, like, a 24-karat gold manicure, like a thousands of dollars manicure where um, Amber worked with a jeweler to actually get proper gold dust i think like like leftovers kind of thing i don't remember the details but it was always have you seen what this person is doing and even to this day now i don't really follow other nail techs very much at all because it it stresses me out being like what are they doing what are they doing Mm -hmm. whereas actually if i sit back and do what what makes me happy nothing bad happens
1: and to be fair for all we know those same people are going back to those other places and being like, but do you know what Penny's doing? Like they're not complaining to you that you're not mm. doing the other thing. They're just commenting, making conversation yeah. or whatever, but it gets into our heads, you know, and
0: then takes a I genuinely, faces. and I've told this story, I think, I, I know it's in one of our online, um, sell on success online courses, the namesake of this podcast. Um, but I've told a story where I genuinely actually unfollowed Leah for a good period of months because I had I had all the things I was just t- telling you about. I also had a client come in and say, um, did you see that Leah's opening a salon? It was when she opened her first Westgate salon. And I said, um, oh, no, I, I hadn't seen it. I think it had only been announced like a few hours before. Um, so I had a look and she's opening a salon and the, the client says, aren't you worried she's going to steal your clients? And I thought, I, are you going to go to her? And they said, no, of course not. And I was like, well, why do you think all my other clients are going to go to her? Especially because for those of you in Auckland, I'm an Ellerslie. She was in Westgate. That is not close to each other. For those of you outside Auckland or even outside New Zealand, we're like a 45 minute drive from each other on average, um, depending on traffic. Yeah. So traffic. yeah, we're not close to each other, so why would all of my clients suddenly drop and go to her? And it's just because she was making a splash on social media, which she did an incredible job of. But then I've realized since she could literally open up next door to me, and I would still make a living, we would both still make livings, and it would be the same if anyone opened up next to like every there's enough clients, everyone. I just got caught up in stressing about it and it stopped being fun. Um, so. We've got a couple of comments here um, on the screen. Um, one of them from Tarina is asking whether or not we get our clients to pay a small deposit to secure booking. So what I'm going to do is it's slightly off topic of what we're talking about tonight, but I absolutely want to encourage Q&A. So what we'll do is we'll keep that question for later, um, okay. talking about deposits. Um and, and she's just made another comment a little later on about um, the people that book quite a long service but then don't turn up. So they're specifically yeah. clients that are taking a long period of time. So we will come back to that. Um, but what I also want to touch on with our same, same topic is the idea of doing, like, a six-monthly reality check. So for those of you that are listening, based on the stories that we've shared so far, what I really want you to take away is – First of all, if you're thinking of becoming a nail tech, I really want you, and if you're already one as well, but if you're thinking of becoming a nail tech, grab a piece of paper and write down exactly why you are becoming a nail tech, why you want to become a nail tech. Write it down, stick it on the fridge. Do not lose that bit of paper because you can't lose focus if your previous self is literally shouting it back at you from the fridge door. Um, So write it it down, stick it on the mirror. (laughs) Um, and, and if you are already a nail tech, then the first thing I want you to do is think back to why you became a nail tech on day one and still write that down. Um, and tell us in the comments as well, if you've just joined and you haven't shared your story yet, tell us in the comments why you became a nail tech. But the second thing that I want you to do, if you are already a nail tech is a reality check. Is that still why you are doing what you're doing? I like for me, if I had gone, okay, why did I want to become a nail tech freedom? Fuck! I am doing something wrong when I had 300 <laughs> clients and I was stressing about them and trying to run the, the education and wholesale on the side I would if someone could shake me and be like this is not what you wanted I think it w- I would have been a lot happier um and also like mark in your calendar to do this every six months go back and be like actually is this what I want am I still on the right track to fulfilling a goal? And it's okay to change that goal. Like we're saying whatever your goal was at the very start, it might be different now and that's totally okay. You've heard for all three of us that our goals have changed either a little or a lot. Um, so it's okay for the goal to change, but just being like, oh, am I still working towards the right thing? Because I know that for all of us, we've gone through periods where we totally got lost, like Janelle said, um, and weren't walking working towards the right thing at all. And and it's okay to dial back. And you can you can comment on this. You can private message the Monaco Nail Academy Facebook page. You can, you know, reach out if it's – because it sounds quite terrifying to dial back. I know for me, um, and I'll ask these girls in a second, like, when I decided to dial back, everyone was like, are you kidding me? Do you know how much money you make a week from those clients? Like, are you, are you actually wanting to get rid of those clients? And I had to kind of quite bravely – like fight back and be like I don't want to do this and it took a really long time for me to become brave enough to say I don't want to do this Mm. and people were like but you're so good at it but your clients love you and I mean like clients as well like Janelle touched on before Mm. I think it was like they they fight back like I had clients this week multiples of them because I do nails every second week now again work-life balance and nail week falls on Christmas this, this year. So I'm having to get my two weekly clients to go three and three to fit around Christmas. And, and there was multiple clients this week that were like, you want us to do what? And, and you still have to work around it. So like um, I definitely think it's okay to reach out and be like, okay, I, I'm not happy. I don't like this. What the hell do I do now? So like Janelle, what are you going to do? In terms of? Dialing
2: back. Um, so I at this stage decided um, after I came back from my honeymoon and I was just completely rooted I decided that no I needed to pull back and um, reassess what I was doing because what I was doing wasn't working towards my new goal or my goal that had sort of manipulated and changed and having it with family so now I'm taking the salon back home and I've shut off to reg- to new clients. So I'm only doing my regulars that are, they're usually like two or three weekly depending on the clients and you Are still in the
0: same area
2: as the salon? Yeah, so I'm only five minutes down from my salon and I always have been. Um, so yeah, I'm just taking it back. So instead of doing completely, like accepting everyone who absolutely wants them and I don't know if they're gonna be regulars, I'm just sticking to those regulars. And like, maybe one day I'll open up to one or two more but at this stage, it's just my regulars and then going to see where it goes from there in another six months because we don't know where we're going to be in another six months. That's time.
0: That six months yeah. reality check, I think, is going to become so important to actually do a reality check and go, OK, was I right? Was I wrong? Because like, like Janelle said at the very start, she wasn't dumb about her original goal. She was naive to what her life was going to become. And everyone's life changes constantly. So it, it's not it's not stupid. It's you don't know.
1: You don't know what Mm -hmm. it's going to be like. I like that kind of phrase she used as well, like, I'm taking my cell on back. I think yeah, so, like, so good. I'm, I'm taking, taking my cell on back. Again.
2: Yeah, because it was always like I always felt like I was working for other people. Always working yeah. for other people. <laughs> it's even it's not, not right, right when you're even, your own boss. Yeah, box, you're working for yourself, but you're always working for other people. And like I went through a, a two week period where it was just like I wanna give up completely, but I can't. What will my clients think? Um. Like, what will what will they do? I can't leave my clients alone like that.
0: Um, you know, I've sorry to interrupt. I've but I so strongly relate with that purely because at times when i've wanted to give up not just like um not just nails but even like any aspect of business because business is really freaking hard um i've been like but everyone thinks i'm this thing like it's not even i'm letting people down mm. it's people think i'm a certain thing and and they're going to be wrong and i don't want them to be wrong yeah, sorry I- to interrupt you can keep telling your story i can't even remember sorry, sorry. Oh. Um but so you're going to go back home and like how many clients would you how many hours a week do you do? Oh good question. Because I do if <laughs> you have to stop and think about it, it might be a yeah, too
2: many. Because I do <laughs> boutique services, they take a little bit longer than say like popping in for an hour. Usually my services are about an hour to an Tell hour us
0: for those that aren't nail techs, what is a boutique service?
2: Well, I specialize in Japanese gel, so they take a little bit longer because they um, come in little pots like this. Where is it?
0: Which is for those on-screen... It's, it's a
2: little tiny, like... It's,
0: it's five about mil? 2.7 mil. 2.7 mil, tiny little pot
2: of gel. Um, So... They take a little bit longer to apply because you're actually having to use a separate brush. It's not a lot easier than like when you've got a pot. When you're applying them, it takes a little bit longer because you've got to be a lot more precise. Blah blah blah. And even soak off takes longer because they're more resistant to acetone. So that section takes longer than the detail. And then because I do boutique services, all of my pretty much all of my services include art and um, hand painting or stamping that kind of thing. So it's not just pop in one color pop out there's always something extra to go with it um which takes yeah it takes a little bit longer so my services probably take roughly an hour and a half to 2 hours each time oh yeah and then i can usually fit three or four people in a day um, and then i have a really busy week where i've got you know fully fully booked for a week and then I'll have two weeks in between where it's kind of like,
0: yeah, some days it's a little bit lighter, but
2: I can't, I don't know off the top of my yeah. head how many hours I
0: do. But it's like pretty much full time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mariah, what's your goal for how many hours you want to be doing?
1: It's a good question. I think I'm sort of doing my reassessment at the moment, actually, um,
0: but I... Sorry, if you can hear yelling in the background, there's a CrossFit gym next door and today they have decided to be very loud. And I keep That's going. That's
1: typical CrossFit. So if they go there CrossFit it, don't worry, they'll tell you. Um, for me, my kind of goal is to just be a little bit stricter about when I allow clients to book. Like. You were saying before people bring up and be like, Can I have this slot? and I kind of move heaven and high earth to be like, Yes, you can. Yeah, even if that means that like I promised my partner would go on a date that night, and I'm like, Oh, he'll understand. He oh, has yay. to love dating. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I miss those.
1: Yeah, date nights, they don't happen. Yeah. <laughs> they don't I think
0: our partners miss them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and do you know what? Like. He was the one that supported me through the course. And as much as I love all these clients that have come through now, they weren't around then. So I think sometimes it's okay to pay back those ones that were there right from the get-go and have like being the ones you went crying to and you just wrecked manicure or did something horrific that you thought you'd never recover from so and, you know like I'm just sitting set days now and if somebody can't
2: make that work then that's okay like, yeah that's what I had to do when I when I first started because when I first started I didn't have anything like that mm, I was just like
0: you come wherever you come and that
2: actually worked really well for me because
0: it works well to build a clientele yeah, it yeah. doesn't work well for like long term balance yeah but as I got
2: lost through that like middle ground of I just want to grow I want to keep growing I needed those hours to specifically say no you can't come here you've got to you've got to come when I want you to come and that worked really well as well but now it's kind of like oh, I don't know what I'm doing
0: I feel like I currently am in a position where I need to do my six-month reality check and just because I did such a good job of culling back and picking my favorite clients um but now I feel like I have made too many exceptions I think mm-hmm. like because i'm making really good progress on some um big financial goals that i've had and so when someone wants an appointment and it doesn't work with what i want to do i'm thinking of the dollar signs not not as a primary thing like the clients i have are still people that i really enjoy doing their nails and it's really fun stuff to do but i'm i'm stressed to say actually I can't do that time because what if they never come back, even though they've been coming to me for ages and, and they would try their best to come back. <clears> it's like, yeah, well, an $85 client is worth like a thousand, $2,000 a year. And, and so if I'm thinking of restricting my hours again, that's a lot of money to say goodbye to let alone just the fun of it, you know, but, but if we just focus on that, cause that's a real part of business, that's hard, but I do think that I need to, like, I, I'm not going to do a cull, like, last time, you know, I went from 300 to 15, and I, I culled, and I referred a lot of clients on to our graduates and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that, but I think I just need to be stricter with my hours and be like, actually, that doesn't work for me.
1: Yeah. And, yes. and if you, you can't put fit in. First. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes saying no is as much something we need to practice as the rest of our nail art skills or nail tech skills. Like It gets a little bit
0: easier each time you do it, but yeah. you have to do it to kind of... But it, also you can get shitter at it. Shitter yeah, I think true. I've got shitter at it. I think I <laughs> worked really hard to get good at saying no and putting myself first. And then as I've got a taste of achieving financial goals that I've been working towards for a really long time, I've started to stop saying no because that that dollar sign is more important which is wrong i i'm i'm not nowhere near deep into getting lost like i was last time it's just i'm at that point where that six month reality check has come up and i'm like oh okay actually i'm i can change this i can be happier with than what i'm doing right now
1: And that, I guess, shows that you did actually learn the lesson last time. So I've definitely recognized
0: it a lot quicker this time. Yeah, definitely. So we've got a couple of comments to just check in on. So um, Tony has said, um, I'm really worried that I am going to get to the point where I don't want to go to work anymore. So I'm really strict with my hours. So I get sleep-ins and weekends to myself to spend with friends, family, partner, or even by myself. Actually, we all know Tony, and I think we can all say she's so freaking good at that. Like, actually being like, no, I'm not doing that. I only work these hours. Like, I think we everyone can learn a lot from how Tony manages her time. Mm. Even the me time. Like, I've talked a lot about, oh, no, I need to
1: give time back to this person or I need to give time back to that. But do you know what? When do you do it for yourself? Like, Tony said, have a sleep in or just, you know, take time to take a few breaths even.
0: Yeah. I think – I've. I'm always thinking about work. Actually, one thing that I decided this morning. So I generally have a screen free after six pm rule for myself, and it does creep back in. I think this is the point of the six month reality check. But you know, slight tangent. Tangent. I. It does creep back in, and it has crept back in. And literally this morning I was like, no, I need to start cutting that off because I yeah, get tempted I surprised to look. Yeah, you replied to my message. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely just crept so back in. You now, yeah. yeah, no, you guys can help me stick to it. So that's, that was um, Tony's perspective. Um, uh, a penny, not me, another penny, mm-hmm. um, has said off topic, but Janelle, that brush, did you thin it out to be that fine or did you purchase it like that?
2: So this is the, uh, for those not looking, this is the Nelda NZ uh, Fine Detail Brush from her old sets that she doesn't sell anymore. Um, it comes really, really thin but I have stripped this down a little bit more because I am a freak like that and I really want tiny, tiny brushes.
0: I just keep old, I let my brushes wear out and then I keep them as different sizes. <laughs> um, Alright, what other comments do we have here on the Facebook Live? So. Trudy said, Hash, hashtag truth bombs. Thank you guys so much for being so open and honest. Having a small family, I would hate to be swallowed up by my passion mm-hmm. slash the need to earn money versus bringing in enough to help support us and be home with the kids. I'm I'm so glad, like, that even just one person commenting that, yeah. I feel like, oh, yes, okay, good, we got through. Because definitely the fact that I can feel myself slipping is, is what brought this to the forefront of my mind in a couple of, like, podcasts and stuff that I listened to lately where I was like, oh, yeah, they're doing it better than me right now. Um, so I'm I'm glad that you like our truth bombs. <laughs> um, all right. Um, <laughs> Other Penny said, um, work-life balance is overrated. Focus should be life-work basis. Yes. Yeah, life first. Yes, I like that. Um, all right. And Tarina has um, a couple of other questions. Other Penny said um, Oprah quote, no, is a complete sentence. That's I beautiful. Like it. Put it You're on the wall. full of them today, Other Penny. Um, so before we move into a quick uh, Q&A section, basically to sum up what we've been chatting about um, is the idea that you can not grow your salon the idea that it's okay that you don't have to grow completely you don't have to get bigger and better and have more clients and say yes to everyone it's okay to stay super focused on what is important to you um we talked about what our original goals were and I still encourage any of you that have just joined us to post in the comments what your original goals were why you became a nail tech or why you might become a nail tech um we also talked about how those goals can change, um, and how they changed for us. And for some of us, they changed quite drastically. For some of us, they just had little shifts. But I actually think it's almost more important to stay um, concentrated on the little shifts because they're harder to recognize. Yeah, and easier the little snowball. shifts build up so quickly. Oh yes, when I you think I, I we don't look at them. We Dude, probably all had cups. yeah, we probably all had little little shifts, right? Mm. Like yours was little shifts, mine mm. was little shifts.
2: Well, so over the past year since I've had all of these like different things happen and in, in literally six months time I lost 40 kgs I got married I moved the salon I uh, went on my honeymoon like you moved house too isn't I it? moved house and that's yeah. like five things that you can have on on your and hand both, those like, are big things yeah, changes. yeah but they're you know they're not part of the business but they're all all things that revolve around me and I am the business so yeah. that's right
0: yeah it, it's all hard, so um definitely six monthly reality checks I think are where we're all at we're just refocusing every six months to be like, actually is this still what I want? am I still working towards the same goal well, you i I think as well you can get stuck knowing what the goal is and then not working towards it like or even working too hard towards it yes, but I think for me like i can I can recite my goal. But am I actually obeying it? No, not -hmm. not properly. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so we... Now is a great time of year. Um, Especially before New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Like, run into the New Year being like, I got this,
2: bitch. Or, like, you know, having that two-month start is always so good. Because then you can be like, huh, I did it, I did it. And then everyone's like, oh... I didn't, and you're like, ha ha. Well, I'm ahead of you. (laughs) And also, Um,
1: if you're really, really strong-willed now, and people are harassing you for more bookings and more of us, you can just turn around and say no. Yeah, Mm.
0: and I think you'll feel quite empowered as well because I know right now, coming into the Christmas rush, is my chance to make a shit ton of money, (laughs) and I'm actually kind of stressing about it because. I know I'm going to get more inquiries than normal. I know that I'm going to want to say yes. And last night I was stressing about how to fit those people in. And now having this like open conversation, I'm like, actually, I don't have to, even though it's the Christmas rush, I don't have to fit those people in. The girls are having fun playing with the cameras. (laughs) Um, So we talked about how it's okay to dial back. It's absolutely okay to dial back. Um, And that you can reach out to other people and be like, hey, I just realized this isn't great. How what do I do? What do I how do I do this? Because the answer will be simple but two heads are so much better than one like just having someone sure. like if I message Janelle and go holy crap this is I'm lost she'll be like hey bro, well, me too me too <laughs> so what are we going to do about it and you're so much better off having friends in that regard um and just focusing on happiness and what's going to make you and your family and your friends and everyone happy but making sure that those friends like understand the why Yeah, just the like
1: but you're doing so well keep going you know like you're not you're not pulling out because it's too hard and you're
2: quitting you're
1: just pulling back to refocus yeah Yeah. making
2: making sure you have the right surroundings and also like if you do talk to someone explain why because like not to put my family on the spot but I've got (laughs) I've got family members who don't understand and because I have family that are really, really business-oriented, so they're going full hand. And, and they're probably
1: coming from a position of pride. It's not yeah. well, like they're so amazed at what you've achieved, and they're like, keep going. Yeah, like they're yeah. being your biggest supporters. And, and the and only way the they thing. know how. Yeah,
0: that's
2: the thing. They are supporting you,
0: but they but they need don't the understand
2: how because you're different and everyone is different. So. It was
0: definitely my family for a large part as well when I first wanted to shut down the full-time salon, going like, but you make this much money a week like i was genuinely mm. making about three thousand dollars a week from clients alone Ooh. and they're going do you are you actually going to say no to that and yeah. i was like i mean i'm going to keep enough to live on but i'm miserable mm, yeah. and that's really hard to say no to and it's also really and hard for your the, family to understand is what it living? living yeah it's not living it, at all yeah. it's like penny other penny said, you can be alive but work it's not life living. balance not life work balance um So if this has resonated with you, and we're not signing off just yet, but if this has resonated with you, please take a second and hit like on this video. It helps other people or on this um, podcast, share the podcast if you're watching it um, or listening to it from another platform. But it helps us share what we're chatting about, and we're going to be focusing on different topics every single week. Um, We also have a – if you are watching this live, we have um, some – we're big fans of uh, supporting our – friends in the industry and one of the friends of Monaco that we've worked with um, quite closely on a few things is Tan in the City. So Tan in the City is a um, spray tan focused salon in Remuera in Auckland and if we have a voucher for a complimentary spray tan for um, someone to win so all you have to do is um, tag someone in the comments below and we'll pick someone a bit later on to win a spray tan. Obviously you have to be able to get to Remuera for this tan. So I'm sorry. Um, we'll do another competition next week. Feel free to put a request in the comments um, and we'll make the next one a uh, open to everybody nationwide um but in the meantime let's do a couple of quick questions um because you're more than welcome at any point during one of our sell and success podcasts to ask a question and we'll always do a little quick q a at the end um so the question that we had earlier um in in the afternoon was from tarina and she said do you get your clients to pay a small deposit to secure your booking so um mariah you go first
1: Uh, Currently, no, I don't, and I haven't had to, and that's sort of actually just being a little bit throwing caution to the wind. Uh, I've definitely been thinking about it with Christmas coming up as well because, like we've all said, time is precious. Uh, If I didn't know the client, I think that would be an additional kind of
0: reason for it. I should. I just haven't. Cool, but no, nothing bad yet. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Janelle? Do you do a deposit? Uh, I didn't when I first
2: moved into the current space I'm in. But after having, I think about three or four no-shows within a week, mm. I was like, "Can't do it. Have to have to have a deposit system because I was just wasting my time."
0: Yeah, um, and and so, being unavailable
2: for people who genuinely were gonna. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I, I thankfully I had an integration with my booking system that allowed me to do it without charge or anything yes. like that. What booking uh, system? Um, I use Equity. I think that's how you say it. But how do you spell it? A C U I T. awesome so that's a booking system that allows you to take a deposit. Um, and yeah, so I charged $20 when people booked in online because my minimum service was 50 So at least I... That's fair. Yeah, so I got $20 when they booked online and they just paid 30 at the appointment. Nice. And it works really, really well. I don't have it on at the moment because I'm not taking anybody, you Yeah. Um, and my regulars, I trust them to, like, they all know if they're late or if they miss something they're paying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's my thing as well. When I first started, I didn't, and I wasn't too bothered. Um, we, I mean, this sounds snobby or something to me, but because I was fully booked within four months. If someone cancelled, we had a waiting list. Yeah. So it didn't actually bother me because I'd call someone on the waiting list and I would fill it up. Or However, you
1: were so stressed that you were answering emails in the time that they just yeah, really Or them. I was
0: like, okay, I'm gonna go nap for a minute. Yeah. Um I've done but, that. Yeah. Um, but then definitely there came a point where when I did have staff, I need to pay those staff and um one christmas we opened for the first time between christmas and new year's we hadn't previously and uh we did it because th- there seemed to be demand i had a staff member um with me for three full-time days and both of us were fully booked for three days and um one of those days and this was not this is just the most extreme but it was by no means um standalone stand one of those days between two of us having turned up at work for two fully booked days had one client because wow. every single person, because and this was not normal for us. Like yeah. people just turned up even before Christmas. We had a few. We had a cancellation fee, so there was that deterrent for people to cancel. So we had some no-shows, but regulars and stuff. Like they knew if they cancelled, they had a cancellation fee, so they they were they well well trained not to. Um. But yeah, between Christmas and New Year's, everyone changed or moved, and um. So from that year onwards, the week before Christmas and if we opened between Christmas and New Year's we did prepaid so not even deposit like if you want it you pay for it now and if you don't turn up mm. you don't get that money back mm. worded slightly more when politely I, but when
1: I did a bit of mobile work like outside of the city over the Christmas period I, I did that because I knew I wasn't going armed with an EFTPOS machine so they could let me yeah. do the full service and yeah. be like oh sorry I don't have the money so I was yeah, yeah just right off the bat yep, when right I right downsized yeah
0: When I went from 300 to 15, I changed it so that everyone was prepaid. Like, too bad. If you want to be one of the 15, you need to be prepaid. Again, worded slightly more politely. But um, I have have relaxed that a lot now because I am just with, like, strict regulars. I don't really have too many – I don't have any issues with no-shows because kind of like Janelle, I don't really take on other people. And if someone new does book, it's generally a referral from a client who has said – if you don't go, I will kill you. So like <laughs> rounding you
2: for like. Yes, yeah, like, can I and get ages. my friend in?
0: Can I get my friend in? Yeah. So I don't really have too many issues, and I I've become quite lax, and I don't have any I don't really have that many people that prepay anymore. I have some, um, and definitely if someone is saying like if someone is misbehaving, I'll make them prepay. What about for group bookings, Penny? Um, uh, hypothetically yeah. since i don't <laughs> don't have time for group bookings if if i'm booking anything more than like 2 or 3 hours i'm prepaid not even a deposit fully, yeah. yeah just if you and the thing is though i have the luxury of being busy enough that if they don't want to prepay then i don't have to take that booking yeah. um but we definitely right from day dot did 50% for group bookings and and never had an issue with people i think that's like it's usually weddings and hen hen's parties and stuff and they're very used to the idea of a yeah. pre, mm. a deposit yeah, but we did fifty percent for wedding bookings and stuff like that. They're
1: probably just grateful they're not being charged so much extra because
2: it's a wedding. That's true because <laughs> I think nails. There's been is... times where I've been like, Oh, I could charge you more for a wedding, but yeah. or like I wish I could charge more, but really <laughs> I just got it's bad karma. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, all right, let's scroll through and look for a couple of other um questions. We've got lots of people saying hi. Um Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's any other questions at all. But if you do have any questions, pop them through. We, If we've missed any, then we will just run through. And um, I just realized I didn't take that last question off the screen. Um, if, if we've missed any, then we'll run through the comments tomorrow morning and answer them there anyway. Um, but once again, if this has resonated with you at all, please do hit like on the... Um, the live stream or share the podcast if you're listening to this elsewhere um let's run through and say uh, where you can find us so mariah where can we find you
1: uh wished for nails and that's all spelled in full like f-o-r and that's on facebook and instagram wished for nails on
0: facebook and instagram and whereabouts are you based uh, red beach or silverdale silverdale and also educating at monaco Absolutely. and uh, janelle where can we find you uh so if you search up plume nail design that's p-l-u-m-e not plume or,
2: <laughs> or plum there's an e on the end um but i like want... a peacock's plume or something yeah like, like a plume plumage of a bird um, but I'm on Facebook and Instagram or
0: just plumennaildesign.com. That's my website as well. Awesome. Um, and I am Penny Lawler, L-A-W-L-E-R, nail artist on Facebook and Instagram. And, of course, you guys are watching slash listening to this through Monaco Nail Academy, which is the um, our Auckland-based school for uh, nail technicians. We also do online training, so feel free to pop a comment in if you're interested in any of that. And you can find Monaco at monaco.ac dot nz so we will be back um well not all of us but some of us will be back um (laughs) next monday evening from around five o'clock um and so get your questions ready we'll have a whole new topic um do we want to give them a sneak peek of what the topic is yeah Uh, yeah janelle you it was your idea this time
2: oh so uh, so just say no janelle just say no no (laughs) (laughs) um so just full out tell them yeah yeah tell them so penny and i will be doing the same kind of thing as we did this week Where one hand uh we're working on one hand penny will be working on the other and we are going to be recreating scooby-doo nails
0: what shall we um chat about
2: uh we're going to be talking about all that nail art and if it's a service you should do learning the nail art whether you need training yeah whether you need training um whether you should spend So much money on all different types of equipment. Oh, I have some opinions there. (laughs) (laughs) All types of of things. And if you guys have got questions, come preloaded.
0: Yeah, definitely. So there'll be an open Q&A at the end, but we'll be talking all things nail art and getting prepped as a a nail artist um, next week from around about 5 o'clock. So thanks heaps for joining us in this episode, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.